Welcome to Moonlight Musings. I'm your host, Marian Marchetto. Today is Wednesday, 1229, December 29th, 2021. We are just a couple of days from the new year. And for um, my southern friends who might be missing hurricane season, and for my northern friends who are most likely shivering from the chilly temperatures up there, I have for you today a suspenseful thriller romance entitled Trapped by Peggy Chernow. The synopsis goes like this. It's the middle of the hurricane season. A potentially catastrophic Category 5 storm is raging in the Atlantic Ocean and threatening to make landfall onto Fort Lauderdale Beach in the next 24 hours. The media has dubbed it the storm of the century. The entire east coast of the United States, and particularly the state of Florida, is on edge. Secrets. Seacrest, a luxury beachfront condominium, is in the direct path of Hurricane Eloise. The vicious storm is packing winds of over 150 miles an hour with torrential rains and the potential of severe flooding. Most of the affluent residents of the building have followed the governor's orders and evacuated. For a variety of reasons, a small number of occupants have been forced to stay behind in their apartments and ride out the storm there. Laura Kelly, a dedicated home health care worker, is busy tending to the needs of her favorite elderly patient and attempting to make him safe during the storm. Suddenly, things go awry and she finds herself trapped in the building. In this exciting tale, Lara and several others in the building are forced to face their own fears and unite to defend themselves against three murdering, looting thugs who have broken into the condominium building. The next 48 hours are harrowing and filled with both heartwarming and dangerous situations. The story is a page turner you will not be able to put down the book. Now, mind you, that synopsis is directly from the publisher and or author. Keeping that in mind, let's go on with my review. Laura Kelly completed the task of getting her elderly patient, Mr. Preston, ready to weather the storm in his high-rise condo. But that night, when, she doesn't re when he doesn't return her checkup call, she fears something bad has happened to him. So she sneaks out of her erstwhile boyfriend's house to make a quick check on her patient, who lives on the 11th floor of Seacrest Condominiums. Serendipitously, she is forced to take shelter at Seacrest Seascape Condominiums when the bridge is closed to the barrier island. Brad Stone is a successful suspense writer who has fled New York City. It's also convenient that he's a former cop from the NYPD who walked away from the life after realizing he wasn't suited to police work. He seems to be independently wealthy as he lives in a penthouse on the 26th floor. This, however, is his first hurricane, and like so many other transplants, he fails to heed the severity of the warnings about this Category 4 storm. I have so many problems with this story that it's difficult to know where to begin. 
so I'll begin with the building itself. The author apparently couldn't decide on the building name. It alternates between Seacrest and Seascape. This was quite disconcerting to me, as it took me a couple of chapters to realize this was an editing problem. Next, I failed to comprehend how any building on a barrier island could survive a direct hit from a Category 4 hurricane with minimal damage. This reader, meaning me, lived through a direct hit from Hurricane Ivan in 2005, and I can assure you the damage to barrier island condos is way more than minimal. It's always pleasant to read a contemporary romance, and the growing relationship between Brad and Lara is no exception in Trapped. They manage to overcome the usual obstacles, no electricity, no air conditioning, although there seemed to be no shortage of food and drink in any of the residents' apartments. Even with the Bennetts, people on the 13th floor, and Brad, had little to no time to pick up any staples they might need. They didn't seem to be worried about it. But it amazed me that within two to three hours of the storm's passing, the building was up and running with electrical power. Sure, the electrical service was buried underground, but the grid it's hooked up to would have been unable to provide service for at least several hours, if not more, on a barrier island. Another question is brought to mind. With the police showing up at the condo building to make an after-storm check, how is it that the roads were clear enough for a vehicle to pass only after a couple of hours? After Hurricane Ivan hit beach roads, they were impassable for weeks because they were buried under two feet of sand. It would have taken days, if not weeks, for the street in front of this so-called Seacrest Seascape condominium to be cleared. And why did the police arrive at this particular condo complex ahead of all the others on the beach? Perhaps the mayor or a councilman had a residence there? Perhaps the story could have been expanded to see how the characters coped with an extended wait for help and how they dealt with the thugs who were looting over a great period of time. One irritating flaw of the Brad character was that he was constantly saying he'd fill someone in on what transpired or about a backstory, whether that person was Lara, Mr. Bennett, Mr. Preston, whoever. It seemed that that was his fallback thing. Brad was always going to fill someone in later. The problem for me was that Brad never followed up on doing any of that. For my nickel, the character of Mr. Preston, the elderly patient, was the highlight of the story. Overall, Trapped was a predictable story. Boy meets girl, they fall in love, they get married, and a happily ever after ensues. There was quite a bit of repetitive text, lack of details, and a much greater lack of dialogue. The looters should have created suspense but they served as two-dimensional characters lifted from a comic book. For me, Trapped was not so much a suspense thriller as it was a romance novel using Hurricane as a backdrop. A good editor would have caught many of the discrepancies in the story. As a romance, it works. As a suspense thriller, it simply does not.
I give this one two stars. And that, my friends, is going to be the final podcast for this year. I thank you for joining me on this journey through the land of book reviews. I hope I've been able to offer some insight for you um, so that you can choose to place your money on a book well spent and something that you'll enjoy. As always, my podcasts um, can go back to my blog posts on my blog post of the same name, Moonlight Musings, over on the WordPress.com site. And I thank you for joining me today on this episode and all of this year. I look forward to some new and exciting books to be reviewing in 2022. And until the next time, keep reading, have a safe and hopefully sane New Year's Eve. But above all, keep it sparkling. Thank you.